For many people, family is a safe place. Adults can look back at their childhood caregivers and clearly see the parents had their children's best interests at heart. They might not be perfect, but they are willing to apologize when wrong and try to do better in the future. Today's interview is someone who may fit into a second category. My guest today is named Iris, and her mother can be a source of stress, anxiety, and trauma. After talking with Iris, I was left with the question, what is a child to do when their parent is acting like an infant? Today's episode is the first of a three-part series with Iris. She is from Taiwan and is the host of Family Skeleton Podcast. She is also my boss. While we were recording, she talked about so many different traumas, I decided to break our conversation into three different episodes. In today's episode, Iris tells the story of how her mother was able to get the family home she grew up in repossessed, and the trauma that comes with losing the home you grew up in. In the next two episodes of this three-part series, we also cover her mom's fistfights with grandma and a parent's suicide attempt while Iris was still a teenager. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Trauma Dump. Uh, how are you today, Iris? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well. Handled, yeah. uh, went to the gym today, feeling good. Today's been a good day. Nice. And the weather is pretty good recently. It's not raining. So, yes. Yeah, it's actually pretty decent, but I spent, I literally spent all day yesterday indoors because uh, I just was so Hangover? tired. Huh? No, Hangover? no, I'm being good. I'm being good. I ain't drinking anymore. I don't, yeah. I don't even know you. I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, incredibly stressful job and it takes all day Saturday to recover. As uh, as my first guest on the podcast so far, uh, just wanted to thank you for for trying this. Uh, it's a hot. It's going to be a hot mess for a bit, but uh, I appreciate it. Uh, you making the time. So uh, again, we're talking about trauma and the things that we've gone through in our lives. So, what trauma do you want to dump today, Iris? Just today. <laughs> oh my! God. Well, multiple episodes. Let me know when you want to jump on the pod again. But yeah. Uh, just today all my life just today so like about two years ago I found out like bank already sold my grandparents grandparents house that me and my mom and my sister were living in and then I heard it from like the new owner so it's not directly from my mom because my mom was so ashamed to tell it herself and then the new owner contacted me because my mom was being like unreasonable, as my mentioned, to him. So she refused paying rent because it was our house before him. And then the only option was me, 20 year old, uh, a college student. So he was telling me that my mom had, hadn't been paying rent for. I couldn't really remember. I can't remember. But it was just quite a while she hasn't paid because she didn't have the she didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Or she just quit. She her job is always on and off. She didn't have any money to pay the rent and she refused to pay. And then she had been drinking 
happening during that time. And then the guy called me, like out of nowhere. I received a call from like a random person saying that if you don't pay rent, I'm gonna kick you guys out. And I was like, huh? <laughs> what rent? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what rent? Like it's my grandparents' house. What are you talking about? And then he told me everything and I confessed to my mom. And my mom finally just said, Yeah, the bank already sold the house. And I was like, What the fuck? Like, what are we going to do now? My sister was like in elementary school. Was it two years ago? No, she was going to like junior high. And then my grandparents are too old to be like moving somewhere else. So then we had a deal that I had a deal with a guy that to pay my grandparents rent, but not my mom's. And he was okay with that. So I started paying and I told my grandparents about what happened. But my grandpa has a, like, he has a problem hearing. So I'm still not sure today how much he understand about the situation mm. because now he lives in Philippines. He moved there last year. He kind of had to because the guy didn't want us to live there anymore. So, um, yeah, he moved there and then now he's coming back next month. And yeah, before that, so I pay like the rent for a year up front. So they were living there. Like I didn't have to worry about anything for a year. Mm. and that was the time when I was in Germany so which is great and I also had to like report it to the government that yeah my grandparents might be homeless so the social system needs to help out or something yeah. but in the end in the end they didn't really do anything I don't know it's because we don't we don't look like we actually need help or mm. it just they feel like, okay, now you have a house, you have the place to stay for a year, so you're fine. So they just disappear. But I think the social system is overwhelmed. Yeah, COVID, COVID kind of threw everybody for a loop. Yeah, and it was also a very complicated situation for me to be a part of this housing thing because by the time I heard about this, I already moved out. I moved to Taipei and then I was moving to Germany for six months and then I didn't really think about much when I when I came back. And then and then I was pretty like I think it was like deep down I wouldn't say I was very traumatized, but like it was just a very shocking news for me. And that the house I grew up in was already like is already somebody else's. Mm. And my grandparents will probably be homeless if I don't do anything about it. And yeah. my relatives, they are also in an awkward situation because my grandma also, like my real grandma, she already died a few years ago, a couple, like 10 years ago or something. Mm -hmm. And she she remarried to my grandpa with five kids. with like She had five kids with a previous husband. Mm -hmm. And then she remarried to my grandpa. And my grandpa and her have my mother, which is their only child, like together. together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then my auntie is my grandma's like is like a sister, basically like me and my brother. So it's like, but they are different. They are from different father, but they are from the same mother. 
Oh, so your half sister, your mom's half sister. Yeah, half okay. auntie. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> is, there, is there anything is half auntie? Uh, I just, so I just then, imagine this whole family tree getting bigger and bigger and more colors and. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's a strong one, yeah. So <laughs> everybody's my family, and then so she, I kind of inf- like I informed her about this, and then she was like, okay, and then her brother. Was also my mom's like half brother, and it's kind of wealthy, so he did help out very much in terms of the money and in terms of everything. Like when they moved to Philippines, and he paid for the tickets and stuff. But it was still like a very tiring thing to do between the communication bridge between my grandma to the house owner and to my grandpa and to my yeah. mom. Because that was really kind. I mean, that's really kind of your uncle to do that, to take care of your grandfather. Because, I mean, if you're looking at blood, he technically doesn't owe your grandfather anything. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking at blood, no. But my grandpa did did kind of raise him up because his father was. Yeah. So he he was like, I think he sees my grandpa as his real father, of course. That's amazing. Yeah. That's good because my grandpa, my grandpa was a very, my grandpa is a very nice man. I think he's a very kind person and he, he just, I would say he just has a miserable life right now. Uh I thought he was, I thought he was enjoying life in Philippines with his, with his wife and. Yeah, he is. But I think when you get old, you just want to, you just want to die somewhere that you're familiar with. Right. So um, I mean, maybe was, maybe he wants to be surrounded by family. Easy. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. He wants to be surrounded by family. I guess, but yeah, I think he just want he wants that house he's he bought, right? He wants the he wants to be in a house that he he paid everything, he repaired everything by himself, he built the roof by himself and he, that house is just everything for, to him. And then the house was gone and then he had to move. So it was a bit much for him. Mm. And yeah. Yeah. It's traumatizing for he, your grandfather. Yeah. He's almost 80. Oh, no. He's almost 85. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah, so, he's really um, old. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not that old that he didn't want to get remarried, but yes, I, I know what you mean. <sighs> Who was the original owner of the house? Like, who, what was the name on the deed? Was Grandpa then? Oh, it's, the whole thing is so annoying. Yeah, it's very annoying to think about it. So it was my grandpa, and then my grandpa. My mom used my grandpa's name to like borrow some money from the bank, and it, if you don't, if you can't pay it, I think another way to do it is you transfer it to another person's name. And then to borrow a little bit more money so you can extend the period of paying back. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. So they have been doing that for so many times. It was my grandpa and it was one of my cousins and it was my uh, my sister's father's and then it was my mom's and it was like my mom's new boyfriend's. And then finally the new boyfriend just like snuck out and then just didn't want to take any of this bullshit. And then he just... He just saw. He just agreed the bank to sell it to pay for the debt. Oh wow! So, so your mother's yeah. new boyfriend 
took on the yeah. notes or took on the debts of your grandfather's house. And then he yeah. just kind of fucked off and didn't want to deal with it. So then the bank wants their money, right? Because it's just been being pushed down the road yeah. and down the road and down the road. So the bank wants their money finally. Yeah. And they're not getting it from the boyfriend, your mom's boyfriend. So then they just sell the house like as is, mm -hmm. as it. So is this like a condo or like a like a traditional four-story? Yeah, three stories. Yeah, like the okay. whole build, building thing. So the house is just sitting there with your grandfather and your mother and your sister just living there. And the bank in Taiwan could just sell the house to a new owner? Yeah. They wow. can, yeah. Because you already you're uh I mean there was like notice or warning about it for mm -hmm. a long time. Of course, they have to do that. So that's a procedure. But I wasn't there, and my sister was young. She didn't really know anything, and my mom was trying to hide everything from my grandparents, so yeah, we didn't really know, know about any of this happening. So, okay. yeah. Until we so know, then the house is sold, there's a new owner, and then he wants, basically he wants rent, right? He wanted rent, and then, okay. then he was fine with my mom just paying him like rent, and we still live there, but my mom lost her job or just quit i don't remember just so many jobs that she just quit or something so yeah so she wasn't paying for a while and that's why he contacted me and to try to get money out of me of course yeah, yeah because he was just following a list of people who were because that was still your your home address right like that was your what's it called yeah. in taiwan your place of residence yeah, the residence, yeah. That was my registered address, yeah. Okay. So you were just another name that he's contacting. You're 20 years old and you're in university and you just have this pile of shit dumped on you. Yeah, it wasn't very much, yeah. The whole time when I heard about this, I wasn't even like shocked because he was like, okay, it's nothing surprising. It's not like, like I knew like they have debt and I'm not sure what's going on, but I knew someday like this kind of thing will happen. So it wasn't like, oh my God, what what how did this happen? So I didn't really have so much emotion when I got a call and when I had to think much on this situation mm -hmm. about how to deal with it. And I was just mm -hmm. like, trying to find a solution, like trying to like like a machine just like trying to think about it and trying to find like a thousand way to do it and and trying to figure out a plan in a short time or something. Two years ago I heard from like heard about this, right? And then I was dealing this whole thing like completely calm. I wouldn't say calm, like trying to not getting into the emotional side of me. And I went to Germany and then it was just like a random one night. So last year when I was in Germany, it was like March to September, right? And then yeah. it was like during that period, like in May or June, it kind of just the whole shit, because it was like the time I started to think about how to how to figure out the next step, right? Because my friend oh, okay. what the one year rent, it's already like, it's gonna, I mean, it's the time it's coming. And then they have to move out. And then I was kind of like dealing with that from the other side of the earth. 
Gotcha. Okay. No, no, no. I'm I'm following you now. So just I just want to recap and make sure I have it correctly. Uh, yeah. Th- so this I mean, would have been. Messy. It's yeah, messy, well, yeah. So, yeah. Life is messy. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so three years ago, approximately three years ago, you got notice, or you, this the owner of your grandparents' house, your grandfather's house, contacted you and said, "You owe your family owes a shit ton of money." Uh, your mom's not paying rent, blah, blah, blah. So then you try to deal with the situation as best you can, uh, mm-hmm. make a deal with him to basically pay one year of rent in advance, right? Mm-hmm. And then for your grandparents, and then you take off for Germany for school. Is, is that about right? Yes. Okay. So then while you're in Germany trying to, basically, it sounds like you're in survival mode. Like, which, you know, someone who's been through childhood trauma, uh, we're able to do that, right? We can go into survival mode and, like, kind of detach yourself emotionally from the situation and just kind of, okay, what do I have to deal with now? Step one, step two, step three. Okay, just to get through it, right? And then at a later point, you know, maybe when you're on a podcast with a a handsome host to uh, start unpacking that... uh, (laughs) crazy shit that you went through, you know, that caused the trauma. So then you're in Germany and you're on a date with German guy and you just get drunk and maybe a little other chemicals in your bloodstream and you just, you unload on him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty bad. Yeah. And he's, he still talks to you. Yeah. Damn, that's a good man, Iris. I know, right? <laughs> like, man, like this is not it wasn't like I mean, it wasn't like very bad. It wasn't like I'm shouting at him or I'm trying to kill him or something, right? 